0: One of the things that we learned pretty early on in this process is that, this is crazy, but 50% of states in the United States do not require sex ed to be medically accurate, which means even if you are getting reproductive health or sexual health education, might not even be correct information, which is pretty dangerous. And, you know, we really firmly believe that all people, but especially women, deserve to understand what's going on in their bodies.
1: Have you ever wondered, how do you grow a socially conscious and environmentally friendly e-commerce brand online while also making a profit? Yeah, me too. After watching my family members suffer through cancer and heart disease using products by companies that care more about profits than their customers, there must be a better way, right? That's when I discovered an emerging wave of successful purpose-driven businesses and I knew I needed to be a part of it. So join me as we dive into the stories behind the most inspiring brands in the world and discover the secrets on how they successfully win over the vote of their customers' wallets and grow their business online. My name is Vincent Tanjono and welcome to the E-Commerce Speak Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the E-Commerce Speak Podcast. I'm super excited. I have Cynthia Plotch with me here today. Cynthia is the co-founder of Styx. Uh, She met her business partner, Jamie Norwood, while they were on the founding team at Hungry Harvest, and they instantly clicked and bonded over the taboos and awkwardness of women's health. And that's why they co-founded Styx, to create a convenient discreet and judgment-free way to get the health products that people need and she's also recently named one of Inc's 100 female founders of 2021 uh, congratulations cynthia and welcome to the show
0: thank you so much and thanks for having me i'm excited to be chatting today
1: so cynthia for our listeners who may not be familiar with your story can you briefly share what made you start sticks
0: Yeah. So I think you touched on some of it. You know, my co-founder Jamie and I were working on the founding team of another consumer startup and had become really passionate about creating better consumer experiences around health and wellness. We were in produce and healthy food and nutrition before, and we always knew we wanted to start something for ourselves. And then I was buying a pregnancy test in my neighborhood drugstore and ran into my boyfriend's mom. Which uh, is about as bad as it gets. <laughs> um, ran out of the store, called Jamie in tears. And it really quickly went from this moment of holy crud, this is a terrible experience to holy crud, this is a massive opportunity. You know, we both had had these terrible experiences ourselves. And while it can sound funny, It was terrible. And nobody else should have to go through those experiences. And that's really what led us to found Sticks, And now we're really all about empowering confident health decisions.
1: Mm -hmm. So you had that uh, terrible experience. So what was that journey like? So from that point, from like, hey, this sucks to, hey, there are so many other people that have this terrible experience. That's actually an opportunity here. So what does that process look like?
0: I think, like, the quickest way to describe it is pretty obsessive. Um, you know, we, we were like, okay, we found this problem. Like, this, this can't just be us, right? And so we started just talking to as many people we could about these problems that they were experiencing with OTC healthcare and access to healthcare and understanding their bodies in general. And we went from talking to friends and colleagues to, like, doing massive surveys to talking to strangers, really trying to talk about to and about as much of this as we possibly could with as many people as we possibly could. And I think once we realized how universal the problem is, we really quickly pivoted to thinking about solutions. We tested and kicked around a couple of different ideas before sticks kind of became what it is today.
1: Mm-hmm. So what were some of your takeaways from your previous experience with um, hungry Harvest that helped you when you were launching Sticks?
0: Yeah, so, so much. In general, I would say we have a pretty scrappy and gritty approach, even though I hate the startup buzzwords. But I think we learned from our past experience the power of testing and an iterative approach, especially in the world of e-commerce, we have so much data and so much information. We have this ability to really focus on learning. And by learning as much as we can about our customers and the market and the products, and the problems and their needs, we're able to really refine our solution to best fit in. And I think that's a really big thing that we got. I think the other really important thing that we got from Hungry Harvest is the power of being customer-obsessed. At Sticks, we're constantly talking to our customers over text and Instagram DM and on the phone and doing formal interviews and informal chats and pretty much any customer touchpoint we can get, we're trying to soak up as much information about about them as we possibly can. Mm
1: -hmm. So is that just when it was part of the uh, product development phase or is it still continuously uh, happening, the customer interaction?
0: It's totally continuous Mm -hmm. and it's really built into the core of what we do, how we view, you know, future product development, how we think about marketing and messaging. And, you know, at Sticks, we have our e-commerce side of the business where we offer products around practice of fertility and vaginal health, but we also have an equally important kind of digital side as well called the sticks library, which is our resource center. And there, you know, it's again, really making sure that we're talking to customers to understand what is it that they need help, better understanding about their bodies and how can we build the best product to help them do that?
1: Yeah. So it's like you're also educating the customers, right? Would you say that is like uh, the, how you attract your ideal customers or the, what, what have you found to work best to attract them?
0: Definitely education and authenticity. Education is at the core of everything that we do. You know, We have our digital platform, Mystics Library, but it's also the core of our SMS program and our email program. And so much of our social media presence, it's all about demystifying, destigmatizing and educating. One of the things that we learned pretty early on in this process is that, this is crazy, but 50% of states in the United States do not require sex ed to be medically accurate, which means even if you are getting reproductive health or sexual health education, might not even be correct information which is pretty dangerous and you know we really firmly believe that all people but especially women deserve to understand what's going on in their bodies
1: mm-hmm. yeah exactly and so i know that you've gone like a long way since you you started um <laughs> this is just like a couple years ago right it's just pretty crazy yeah. so <laughs>
0: 2019
1: so, yeah so how does it feel like right now that you are now, uh, now recognized like as Inc, one of Inc's uh, top founders?
0: Uh, pretty awesome. It feels really great to be getting recognition, but also to be able to really make an impact, right? I think probably like so many people listening in here, we're really passionate about doing well and doing good. And so, <laughs> yes, being on this Inc list is pretty freaking cool, but also so is hearing the stories of how our, probiotics have changed somebody's life or subscription pregnancy tests have become really important to women in parts of this country now you know and so I think both elements are feeling pretty cool
1: yeah and so where where do you see uh, your business in let's say in one or two years time
0: yeah so I know I keep saying this phrase empowering confident health decisions but that is what is our guiding light post here at Sticks? It's how we make decisions. It's how we understand what product development and product iteration is going to look like. And so I think in the next couple of years, we're going to continue building out products, both in the physical side, you know, continuing our line of diagnostics, products designed to test, treat, prevent, but also continuing to build out that digital side as well that helps people better take control of their health.
1: Mm -hmm. So it's both both the digital side. Uh, side, educating the customers as well as expanding on the product line as well. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's excellent. Yeah, so I'm curious, like, because this is kind of uh, different from your previous experience working, what do you like most about what you do now, um, now that you're in this uh, health space?
0: Yeah, I love what we do. Um, as somebody who has, myself, had a lot of health problems, It is personally so gratifying to take my personal experiences in the healthcare system, whether it be running into my boyfriend's mom while buying a pregnancy test, my own journey, being like having a chronic illness and dealing with some autoimmunity issues and being able to turn that into something that can actually be a positive thing for the world that can help other people not have to go through the things that I've been through, help other people, you know, navigate their health journey better to me that feels really, really awesome. I think something else that's been really cool is being able to build a team around what we do at Stix. Like you said, we're very young, very early here in our journey, but we have this all-star team around us. And I think it's been really cool to bring together what I truly believe is like the best of the best in the industry.
1: So how, how do you choose like who, who is the right fit to be in your, in your team? How do you make that uh, team, team work for you?
0: Yeah, well, obviously there's a lot of role-specific things, but we also have a couple core cultural elements that we talk about a lot at STIX, things like trust, grit, transparency, and friendship elements that we look for everybody who's joining really our founding team because that's what we're building now to embody um, as they come to sticks and help us not only build out the culture that Jamie and I have set a vision for but also help us you know expand what that culture looks like to make it as inclusive and equitable and diverse as it can be.
1: Mm-hmm. So what uh, what does your typical like day to day look like? Do you are you <laughs> like still very much hands on or do your uh, team do uh, most of the, most of the work and you're doing like more of the the high level strategy?
0: I would say there is no typical day to day. I'm curious if there ever is, but so far in our two and a half years, there's definitely not been anything typical. Um, But I think oftentimes, Jamie, my co-founder and I both try to really focus on that big strategy and building relationships. um, But we're also operators at our core. You know, I think that's part of why STIX has been successful today is because we are truly passionate operators. So we definitely jump in and get our hands dirty.
1: Mm-hmm. So when you were starting out, you were also, it was a side hustle first, right? You were still working yeah. full-time. How, so how did you manage your time, like working at a full-time job while also like growing your side hustle?
0: Uh, not effectively. <laughs> We were definitely working all the time. I think any moment of free time we have was filled by sticks. But I think, like I said, in those early days, even still, right, you have to be so obsessive with your idea or your problem, and you have to have such passion for it that it didn't feel like work. It felt like a hobby at the time. And so, you know, we would finish our day in fruits and vegetables and come home and immediately pick up chatting about pregnancy tests. But it was really fun, and so it didn't feel like a. It didn't feel like working hundred hours a week, even though that's probably what we were doing at the time.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's super key. Like you have to love what you do, super passionate about it. That it 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 feels like just like a like a hobby, right? It doesn't feel like work.
0: Yeah, it doesn't always feel that way, but in the beginning, for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so I. There's this one question that I like to ask my guest is. Uh, what is the best advice that you have ever received?
0: Um, that's such a hard one because I feel like I've oh gotten so much different kind of advice about different kind of things. But I think there's a couple. I think the first is to like focus on learning and trust that that will take you to the right place. I think that. Curiosity is what has led us to discover so much the opportunity that Styx has jumped on to date. And I truly believe it's what will take us to the next level as well. I think on a personal level, the other really important thing is to take care of yourself. Being a founder is hard and lonely and rough on your mental health and rough on your physical health. And I think so often the like hustle is really glorified, but the truth Mm -hmm. is... We are whole people and we need to take care of ourselves and do the things that fill our lives outside of, you know, just slinging yeast infection products every day. And so I think, you know, that's another really important thing. I love to bring up whenever anyone asks me this question.
1: I totally agree that health is uh, really important because with good health, we can also think better, right. (laughs) And and work more and and work at an optimal state as well.
0: Exactly. We, I mean, we really believe here in working smart over everything else. I think, you know, we're only nine people and we do the work of 30. And it's not because we're all working 100 hours a week because we're not. It's because we are really, really effective and meticulous at managing our time and managing our work.
1: Yeah, excellent. And so, um, Cynthia, so for our listeners who want to check out sticks or they might want to buy some of your products, what's the best way to do that?
0: Yes, you can check us out on our website, getstixstix.com. I also always recommend checking out our Instagram handle, which is GetSticks, and our TikTok, where there's a ton of really funny content with the same handle as well.
1: Awesome, yeah. Make sure you check out Sticks and also check out the digital library that they have that's full of uh, education. And before we wrap this up, Cynthia, is there any final takeaways, any final thoughts or something that you'd like to share that I didn't ask?
0: Oh, you asked so many really great and fun questions. I think the other really interesting and totally different thing that we've had going on is we just did this massive sex ed survey to understand what kind of questions do people have? What did people learn? You know, what is quote unquote normal? And the biggest thing that we learned from that is that there is no such thing as normal. People have such a wide array of experiences. um, But some of the interesting takeaways were things like most people, I think it was 59% or so, have faked an orgasm. Most people have used a sex toy. People's experience with what they care about during sex, it's so vastly different. So that's another really interesting thing you can read more about on our library.
1: Yeah, make sure you check that out. That's definitely some fascinating uh, survey that you did. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And thank you so much, Cynthia. appreciate you being on the show.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun.